0: I just want to start this podcast by saying that I feel like I just heard, um, that I'm supposed to put this on my podcast, you know, and that's supposed to keep me off of it, but no, I'm going to put it on here anyways, (laughs) I feel like I should, and also, you know, I don't know. I don't want to believe that it's, like, really complicated or it's a lot of reverse psychology or, like, really, like, like, super set-up complicated type mental, like, playing with your mind type thing going on here. Because I think that it's so many things to really analyze in this situation, in this case right now. But I just want to say that. You know, really, I do feel like, you know, I shouldn't play into it anymore, but I'm still going to put it on here. I think that maybe for later when my mind is a little clearer, probably, so I can remember every detail, come back and actually, like, put the piece together a little more. also want to mention that God has shown me, you know, I believe in the last few nights and then recently that you know, a lot of these visions that I'm having, they are not of him at all whatsoever. And they they are not from him. They're set up. They're from the enemy. And how he showed me was, you know, when I would really call on him or whenever I would truly f- seek him out, it would all go black. And the vision was stopped mid like vision whatever is going on it will stop and I notice like I have to take responsibility because that means that a lot of times I'm allowing these visions to keep going to kind of see what they're trying to show me but if it's already been shown that it's a lie and it's not of God then that means that I need to do what he kind of pointed me towards doing a couple months ago which is immediately wake up Pray to break any demonic covenant you may have come into in your in your dreams or visions. But I'm gonna talk about this. So again today I was reminded that you know, or I was told again, like who I'm praying to that is not God. Um and that I shouldn't, like, you know, I shouldn't keep doing it. I shouldn't keep praying to who I think this is. I mean, to to whoever this is, because it's not God. And that's kind of like why people are laughing at me. That's a joke. Like, that's not even God you're praying to, you know? But... I just feel like a lot of stuff has been shown to me and told to me recently. And if I've learned anything from this entire situation is to, you know, do everything I possibly can to hold on to what I feel like is solid. You know, and that's really like the core things. And that's the stuff from 2020, like mostly those things and some stuff from last year because it's been a lot of mind games but you know I feel like they know that I'm like searching for that and I'm on the lookout for that so I realized like I feel like they might be trying to somehow switch up a little bit but I also want to talk about how this vision could be you know it could be a warning but earlier today I heard somebody say, Bolo. Remember you said, Bolo? Be on the lookout, duh. We've been put that together. And I was just like, oh, they talk about that vision where my brother said, Bolo. But I feel like immediately I remember a childhood friend that he used to hang out with named Bolo. But... Then I thought to myself, but who though? Because the childhood friend I'm thinking about that he's to hang out with all the time. I really do feel like I remember his name being Bolo. But I don't know for sure if that really was his name. It just felt like immediately I I felt that way and really believed that. But, you know, earlier today them saying that, I was like, man, I'm re- am I really so dumb that I overlooked that and couldn't put that together that it meant Bolo? But something in my heart, like... Something really just told me, like, no, don't believe that. That's not, nah, that's not what you think that is at all. And either I really cannot trust myself right now, which I've actually been contemplating lately. Because, you know, I've been telling myself not to do stuff. And that it just don't feel like, you know, it feels like I have to fight myself, you know, and what I really feel like I should be doing. Because whoever this is that obviously don't want me to succeed or excel or survive this, you know, might have control over what I feel is right, you know. So I have to fight what I feel is right. I have to fight that. And I I already figured that out, you know, earlier last year. And, you know, 2020 that I gotta fight myself. I've been fight. I have. Fought, I was fighting myself for so long, and then I started to like slip back into like not fighting myself anymore. And I even saw this video that was like, "You gotta kill your flesh daily," and I felt like it was a big ringer, a big alarm. Like, hello, like God was trying to tell me something, but. Also, I heard my brother earlier today, he was talking to somebody, he was like, and he said, he's laughing, he was like, telling the truth, he said the truth, and all I know is when I heard the truth, I felt it, I was like. I felt so relieved. I took a breath, of fresh air, because all I've had been hearing for hours was liar, 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 lying, 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 liar. And I was like, when I first, when I finally heard the truth, I was like, I could take a deep breath. I felt so happy. I could cry to God, thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody just told the truth, and I realized it was my brother, but I didn't know what they said. So, what is the only truth that I truly, I really truly know? In this situation, that I am innocent and that I am being targeted for my, you know, for my power, you know, for my anointing, because God chose me for this assignment. And that they've been lying on me this whole time, set it up so that they could kill me and die and trying to get me to sell my soul to the devil. So that's the only real truth that. I just, out of, out of all these other truths that may or may not be true, and that, of course, Jesus and God is real. You know, that's the only truth I know. So, you know, I, I knew it had something to do with that, but I couldn't feed into it because they every time they know that I'm listening, they always play more tricks on my mind. But I heard my brother say a few things, but I think I kind of overheard him say, and... You know, and I'm glad, and I don't care what you say because, you know, he said the truth, and he was like, and you're not going to touch her. You never was able to touch her, and even even in that vision of the future that you gave her, that you wanted to hold on so tight to, you still wasn't touching her. Notice how you, I think he said something about notice how you were so far away from her. Because in the vision, this individual, you know, was all the way on the other side of the car. For them to be somebody who is saying that I'm the only person who ever had you more than your family your whole life, you know. And if I was there, it would have never happened to you and all this other stuff. They was all the way on the other car hiding in the shadows. not wanting me to know who they were and seemingly afraid of me. But... You know, I I remember I mentioned that, like, why would they all the way over there like that? But I didn't trip because I was like, one thing I feel like I recognize is this mentality. This, you know, I don't want to say mentality, but just my demeanor and a transformation in myself. Because I feel that that's always been a goal for me, for me to become 100% righteous and obedient to God. So... I recognize God in me, and I think that that's, you know, I didn't overlook these details. I analyzed these details, but I never believed in any ways. Because I'm like, you know, even though this vision I've seen is more real and feels so godly, you know, it feels like it's sent from God. It has to be from God, this vision, you know. I don't believe anything is set in stone, and I don't believe in stuff like that. And you, I, it's amazing because the first time they ever showed up in my head, they said, do you believe in fairy tales? No, I, I don't. I don't. I entertain them because they're beautiful. I entertain them because they're entertaining. I entertain them because, you know, I wish that, that, you know, that could happen for somebody. But, you know. And you want to hope that stuff like that can be that beautiful in this world that people can actually have a happily ever after. But am I ever dumb enough to ever believe in a happily ever after, you know, in those ways, in that way? Like, no, there's no happily ever after without God. And it's never going to be, you know, you know, just, I don't know, prancing in cotton candy fields for the rest of your life. Absolutely not. What do you mean? Like, the only real happily ever after is heaven. I have to work very hard to get there if you even make it at the rate we're going I don't know, and also like I don't know like i just I've always as a- as a kid was like. Happy ever after, like, that just don't make sense. It just don't make sense, but whatever. It's just like as a kid when I knew the Tooth Fairy wasn't real, when I knew the Easter Bunny wasn't real, when I knew Santa Claus wasn't real. But I entertain it so I can get my money under my pillow for my tooth and, you know, my Easter basket on Easter and my toys on Christmas. No, I don't believe in none of these things. No. You know, I believe in God because I know God is real. I know God is real, but even with God being real and, you know, 100% capable of any and everything, I still don't believe that, you know, anybody can have a happily ever after. Of course, that's what God wanted. I know that this these situations can exist. I know I'm going on and on, but it's just like, I just don't know. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't because I believe that. Life teaches you you have to work hard for everything. Yes, God can provide happiness. Yes, he can provide peace. But even the Bible shows you that even if you are 100% good, obedient, and do everything you're supposed to do, you're going to run into hard times. That's how God is. He wants you to experience both because both are beautiful. So... I don't know. I didn't believe it when they said this is 100% that song. I was like, when I woke up from that, I was like, that feels so crazy and real. But also at the same time, like, mm. hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. I didn't believe it because my family wasn't in it. <laughs> That's what it is. When it came down to it, I'm not going to lie and sit up and say I knew every detail and everything made sense to me then because a lot of it is making more sense to me now and over time. But the main reason I didn't believe it because they said in that vision that I gave up on my family and I knew myself. I'll never give up on my family. I don't care what they did to me. And even in the vision, it was like this feeling like they did the most heinous horrible thing ever that you know when that's done it's not no going back it can never be the same anymore and i was like but i still don't feel like anything in this world will ever make me give up on them i don't know maybe it's stupid Call me dumb you know but it's just how i was raised and the bible says train up a child in the way that they should go when they're older they shall not depart from it i don't feel that i'm wrong But, you know, yes, this has been a horrible, hard, you know, long road. But I still haven't given up on my family. I still, you know, am here. Even if I feel dumb, I'm not giving up on my family. And when it comes down to it, I don't give up. I'm not giving up on my family. And every single day that, you know, I question it and I want to run away. And I try. I always, you know, say to myself, I'm going to keep fighting until I can't no more. And it almost feel like I'll never have that can't no more. I don't know if I'm going to ever have that can't no more. That's what I really question every day because the real devastating and depressing part about it is, you know, my family probably could treat me like this for the rest of my life. And I would, you know, at the I would just have to find a way to cope with God because I don't think i ever give up on him. I, I just, it's just not in me. I'm not built like that. You know, so, it sucks, and that's what's depressing, because it's like, every single day I think about it, I'm like, dang, like, how could they take somebody like me for granted? And how could God, you know, place me in a family that would never appreciate me for what I'm worth, you know? Would I ever be happier? Am I meant to be happier, and why would God ever, you know, say he loved me and never give me people that love me, you know? But... I still never give up on him because he made me how I am. He made me this way. You know, that's my family. I love them. And I never take no for an answer when it's something I really, truly believe is possible. And anything is possible when it comes down to what I value and love the most in life, which is God, my faith, and my family. So when it comes down to it, I know that I am, I know that I'm like, I go hard about that. And I'm sure, like, it's a lot of times people take it as a joke or they think it's funny and I could take it for granted. But, you know, <laughs> if it was something that those things or anything in this world could change about me, it would have been changed by now. But all I know is I still have the rest of my life, though. and But all I know is, you know... God even used to tell me when I was a kid, like, <sighs> some people, some people, you know, leave their family forever. And, you know, first second, first chance they get a freedom, they run away from their family and never look back. And it almost felt like he was kind of saying that I would do that. And I was like, why would I ever do that? Like, I just never felt that way. But, you know, I just don't assume I know God's best of my life. But that being said, you know, that's why this vision ever even was entertained because it's like God was truly in that vision and I never seen my future before and how could it match almost everything I ever wanted to do and all this other stuff. But recently God has been showing me like a lot of people who did everything they ever wanted to do and became everything they ever wanted to be, you know, that they've been planning their whole life that's like you know a a big sign that you know the devil was involved because i saw this post and i've been saying it for years you know sometimes the devil come dressed up as everything you ever wanted and if it's anything god's been showing me in the process of everything i've been going through lately is that you know fight everything you think you want, fight everything you feel is right. Fight everything, you know, is so easily, you know, grabbable. Like you can just have it. You like it's 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 that's it don't trust it. Don't trust it. Because you know, trust what I've shown you. Trust what I'm telling you. Trust me. So If it was ever a matter of, you know, I just got to have what I want or I just got to have everything I ever dreamed of having, you know, it's two sides of that. One, I would have been gone. Like, from the jump, I would have been gone. When I was 18, I would have been gone, like God said or may have said when I was younger. But also, you know, I trust God for that. So I just... I'm I'm I've not mastered being a hundred percent obedient, but I think I know when he's talking to me. He's really guiding me towards something. I think for that part, you know, I would know, and it makes sense. It always makes sense. It's always clearly God, you know. He's not a god of confusion. But that being said, you know, it's a lot of things that have not made sense or add up, added up. But it's like it's not like I can fight it anyways, cause it's God so in this vision which it was not even long but all i know is i heard a conversation being had and i feel like i heard somebody say you know she a real friend money yaya is a real friend and i heard them like discussing stuff and i feel like i heard her like no such and such like interceding or something like that but i really felt like you know I don't know, because, you know, they have been saying we're friends, like, even since 2020, they have been saying, like, we're friends, and they have been saying, like, there's different stuff about me that she likes, like, and she want a real friend, and, like, you know, even in 2020, in the beginning of 2020, I remember hearing, like, you know, "There there are qualities about you that are so rare, you have no clue. It's like things that money cannot buy. And that right there is enough for somebody to, you know, do all this for you or go, you know, to go to great lengths for you. like Or really appreciate you because, you know, you're real. And it's rare. And I remember hearing them like, I know, I've been knowing that my whole life, but people don't appreciate that. Or I guess it's rare for it to even be appreciated. I think that's what I said. And, you know, that's when I felt like I heard that was Mayweather who said that to me. So then I said, why would Mayweather be saying that if, of course, they're trying to convince me that me and her is against each other? So I didn't know how to feel about it. But even though, even then... I also saw a vision later on, like early last year, where, you know, I was hearing stuff earlier that day about Kanye and stuff, and I was at my house, and my family, you know, was there, and it felt like they was, like, keeping me from being me and being free, but not too much, like, they were still themselves, it wasn't, like, super demonic like I was thinking, and... All I know was, you know, Kanye pulled up in a limo and, like, swerved around the front yard, bust the door open, was on his way to come get me. And right before he did that, Mayweather and y'all cut him off and walked in. And that's when I woke up. And this, it was like a bright white shining light. And I remember Mayweather was patting her on the back, like, that's my daughter. She was right. She was right. And it was, like, a discussion about, like, you know recognizing somebody for, you know, what they worth before they ever, you know, become somebody. Like, seeing that in them and taking a chance on somebody, believing in them enough to, you know, help them up. And like I said, it felt like she was, you know, involved in the whole thing for real, but almost controlling a lot of this stuff. And then different times I just sensed, you know, it felt like a lot of times she was the one helping me, but then it was the whole situation with, like, the NBA Youngboy thing and her, and then, like, remember what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of the stuff got a lot to do with, like, you know, it's being a really messy situation because she found me and became my friend, and then, like, it seems like he started falling for me or something like that. But, you know, I really don't know, and I can't call it. I just know that, you know, I I, I know my character. I know my character. You know, I don't believe that I will betray a friend for a guy. I don't believe i have ever do that. I never have done that. You know? But still, you know, sometimes when you put in a fire, you test it. You're tested. But, you know, that's why God placed these good qualities in you because one day in your life, they're going to come into play and they're going to matter. But that being said, it does feel like a narrative is, you know, it does feel like a lot of things do add up. What doesn't add up is all the different reasons I've been given not to trust her all the different things have been placed in, in like, all the different things I've been shown that make me feel like nobody really for me, and like, all of it is demonic and not to trust any of it at all, but just God alone. So, that's when, I don't, I don't trust it, you know. Like I was offered two million dollars, that was from her voice. I heard her voice saying it. But that was right before the fight that I saw a vision that we fought. And I was like, I didn't want to fight her, but she smacked me. And we just fought. And I was just like, why would I be fighting her? And then she handed money to my sister for me. And she laughed. But it still didn't feel like, it felt still weird. Like, I couldn't trust it all the way. like it's, And Mayweather was there. And he was like, as I walked out the door, he was just talking. He was just like, he looked at me like, you know, he was talking about something like, yeah, you know, but he let me through. And it's like, I never understand that because I'm like, why would you be on my side if your daughter not, you know? I know you heard that, you're going to have her back. But also, he has shown many different times, like, he a lot of the time just telling her what he know is right right from wrong and it's like I don't know but I do know that that would be really complicated but anyways in this vision I was in a wedding dress and I was in a glass case and it was supposed to be like some sort of like you know production or something like I was just supposed to be in this glass case and for um some sort of like display for the wedding and i was in wedding dress and i was like i was doing all the like i was supposed to all the like the whatever moves whatever i was supposed to do for the production and that's when everybody was around me watching me it was kind of like the rose from beauty and the beast type case the glass casing that was around the rose that's what it was like and it was underwater and i was underwater and i was supposed to be able to hold my breath for i guess the duration of the, like, kind of like, what's it called? It, um, display, but they was playing me. They had plans on leaving me in there to die and drown. They was going to watch me drown from this glass case. So somebody, you know, came and pulled me out. They couldn't let me die. They came, they pulled me out from the glass case and they, you know, saved my life right before I lost air, because right when I was losing air, I'm like, ain't y'all gonna pull me out, you are supposed to pull me out, and I realized, like, that's when I realized, like, they not gonna pull me out, or I didn't even realize it, like, I was just losing air, and somebody came and got me, and was like, you know, I'm, no, nah, I'm not letting it happen, like, that's not cool, and like, was, like, against that, I was like, And pulled me out right before I lost air, and like died. And the person who pulled me out, you know, pulled me up for air, and then swam me away. And it was like a mermaid or something because like it just didn't. I didn't feel like kicking from legs. It was just like so, like easy to swim away or fly away, whatever it was, but I just felt like it felt real, like, you know, don't you see what they just try to do to you, they all just try to, you know, set you up to die, like, this is supposed to be the individual who you feel like supposed to be a wedding or something with, and I couldn't let that happen to you, so it felt real. It felt real, the feeling of it. Not the whole thing, but, like, the feeling of it felt real. And I woke up, you know, feeling that. But I don't trust it. And the reason why is because there's something screaming at me. Don't not trust it. Don't look stupid and not trust what you just saw. But it's, like, the reason why I don't trust it is because I know a lot of these visions is set up. And the girl who pulled me out. You know, I I saw who it was at first, but I didn't really get a good look. I automatically assumed it was my sister. But the look on their face was like just, you know, like, I don't know. The look was kind of like, whatever, man, you know, whatever, like that. And I feel like that look probably meant like, you know, like I'm tired. Like, not even I'm tired, but just like it felt like I'm going against my friends for you, and I look like, you know, I look like I'm just like helping you, helping the wrong person, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Like, nobody was going to save you, nobody cared, and now. You know, me saving me, me caring, it's like, it's, I don't know, have a look for, for that person. But not. they didn't have anything to say about it. They didn't stop this person. They didn't have, they weren't mad. This person wasn't being controlled by anybody or anything. So they was doing what they wanted to do, and nobody really stopped them. But they just, they was mad, though. I saw them as I was being swam away. They were sitting in a glass window, from, the, from behind the glass window, like so angry. And like cursing me. So the reason why I don't believe it is because, you know, it feels set up. It feels set up. And even right before I went to sleep, I heard something is brewing. And I was like, at this point, something's always brewing and I can't really tell. I don't know, it's not even that I can tell the difference all the time. I just know that just keep praying and just keep trusting God and just keep doing what you've been doing. Because after all that I've gone through and all that I've been going through, you know, this is the only way I can really keep going and making it through with all these different, you know, setups and, you know, scenarios every day. It's, every day is a new thing. And God was just telling me earlier, I believe, to worry about today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't stress about tomorrow because that's a sin. And that's why I'm so stressed and so worried all the time because I'm always worried about tomorrow, worried about today, get through today. So he's been telling me that for months now. And that's just, I don't know. But with all that being said, like, like, I can't, I don't understand how, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this feel so set up, and I know that it is. You know, even a couple of days ago, I overheard, you know, them, like, saying, you know, I want her power forever. I want her power forever. And every single time, and it was like, even, it even felt like I overheard a conversation, like, you know, kind of like a discussion about my power and snatching it up off me. And all I know is, like, I I heard money in a conversation, and I heard NBA Youngboy, and I heard, uh, I think, a couple other people, and they was discussing my power. And I'm like, so they're not for me then, because if they're in my power, they're not for me. You know, but it's like also at the same time, how they was discussing it, like, you know, it felt like, what are you going to do about it? Are we taking your power and such and such and such? But it's like God was reminding me, like, don't worry about it because they're not going to be able to keep it forever. And that's when I, you know, that's when I put that in my heart. But I said it like, you're not going to be able to keep it forever, though. And it was like I want this forever, I want this power forever. You should have heard the thirst behind it. And when I heard it like that, I was like, wow, this is wicked, you know? And it felt like they'd go to any length to keep my power forever. Even, you know, tricking me out of, you know, my destiny. So I realized like it was it's it's a really dangerous situation because I could really get tricked completely out of my destiny and I wouldn't even know it. I would think that that's the way I'm supposed to go or that's where God intended for me to be. And if he intended me to be in a whole totally different place, I wouldn't know it, you know, because it would have been made to feel like after all this fighting I've done, that's where God wanted me. But in reality, I won't know until, you know, of course I know. Like, unless I get there. If I don't ever get there, it's just going to be... I got tricked out of it, and they get to keep my power forever, and that's crazy, so I was feeling hurt about it, like, you know, God really let them take the power he gave me, but I realized, like, if they doing all of this, and the way that they do things, they done this before, so yeah, he will, they can steal somebody's power, and he will let them steal your power if you're not 100% obedient. And you don't do what you're supposed to do, you know, and complete the mission assignment that he set you on. And then you have to do that for the rest of your life and make it. If you can't beat them, then they get to keep it. And it's like, that's messed up because, you know, I don't deserve that. I really don't. Like, And especially knowing that they want to use my power for all kind of selfish you know, things and didn't just give you a new outlook on life. Like people out here stealing, you know, the power that God has given people naturally. They able to just take it up off you, whatever they want. Like if you just have a natural attitude of confidence, they can just snatch it up off you. If you have a good heart or uh, you know, a good character, they can snatch it up off you. Take it take it for themselves. Whatever it is about you, they can take it for themselves and wear it for the rest of their life and you'll be left without it. And I feel like a lot of these cases, or so, a lot of these circumstances, people don't even know that it's gone. Or if they know it's gone, they can't explain what happened to it. Or they just lost or they died. Like they killed them for it. So it's like, I don't know if, if you actually die, if they get to keep your power. I think so, because they tried to kill me. So, I think that me even getting to this point of realizing that this is going on is a blessing. And every single day I always hear them say, you lucky, you lucky, you lucky, you just lucky. And I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in luck. So, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that I overhear. Mayweather a few times, you know, and it feels like he's not against me. I want to say he's for me, but it don't feel like he's against me, like he talks to me casually, and I say if I'm really, if it's really what they say, that I'm really not cool with, you know, money I and we're not, and we're enemies or something, I don't have enemies, but we're just nemesis or something, like we're a pit against each other or something, then... Why would he be talking to me casually? I know he wouldn't betray his daughter. I know that any girl would react in that way. My, you know, any, I don't know. I can't speak for anybody, but I just know it always hurts me when it feels like my dad chooses other people over me. So I don't, I didn't, I just don't know. I didn't understand that. But when I saw that vision of them cutting Kanye off because Kanye tried to come and recognize me, you know. After they already had done all the work and been hurt from the jump. I won't say they done all the work. I had to do all the work. I mean, we well, God done all the work. But I had to fight and work hard. But they recognized me before him. They cut him off like, no, we already did this. We already recognized her. And he tried to sneak in. And, you know, it was a show of his character, really. But, you know, also you have to, you know, acknowledge that he would be willing to you know, recognize somebody that wasn't already, you know, established. Just only after somebody else already did, you know. Because obviously it's still work that needs to be done with me. And I'm still poor, you know. So just him being willing to do that when nobody else is, that's that's a show of character. But it's also a show of character that he will try and do that only after somebody already did recognize somebody for as long as they did to this point so them they're you know obviously way ahead of him recognize me first and kind of like if anything more real but I didn't want to say that when I got that vision because I said you know it could all be you know a mess because after everything i have gone through I really only have God you know I only have God and I can't put too much on nobody or nothing, but it does feel like I've been getting these words and I've been hearing things like they do. They believe in you, but nobody else do. And the thing about that is I'm not even going to say I'm going to sound cocky, but I'm not surprised that somebody will believe in me, you know, because I have great qualities in myself and I recognize them. I do. But that still doesn't mean somebody has to. Somebody has to be a really good person to recognize you're a really good person. Or I don't want to say that, you know. I want to sound naive about it, you know, but I do want to say that, you know, for somebody to, Everybody's not going to do that. Everybody's not going to do that. I talked about this before. When people willing to put the work in for you or choose you when you're not nothing, to see you become something because they can see what you, you know, that you might have a bright future, they're taking a risk on you anyways. But also at the same time, you have to understand that some people like that are just, like, not good for you. Because they might, you know, only see you as a come-up. Just like the basketball coaches when they take one of the, you know, low, broke, you know, random children at a young age and they raise them up like they own. Well, in the whole entire time, the only thing they're thinking about is the money signs that's coming behind, you know, this athlete. But they did put the work in and they did believe in this individual to get them to that point, and they are taking that risk because this individual can go all kinds of ways. They can fall into the, you know, they can become a product of their environment, but they believed in them, so do they deserve the credit even though the whole time they had selfish intent? Or, you know, you still recognize them as, you know, really, you know, great people because they can even put that work in for somebody. Do they deserve it? Do they just automatically deserve it for putting that work into you anyways when you was nothing? And most people going to say, yeah, because they put that work in for you when you was nothing. But other people going to say, but the whole time they never really did it. Because for me, they was doing it for themselves. So which one is it? You know, is they right or is they wrong? But. That's just a matter of if somebody is trying to use you. Because if I never do become something, are you going to kick me to the curb the minute I'm not, you know, useful to you? But would I ever know that if I, if I actually am? So, it's, it's complicated. But still, nobody has to do that for you. And a lot of people who just want a chance at life is not even going to consider that. Because they're going to say, you know... I didn't have a chance. Like, my chances were slim to none. And at least they, you know, provided the tools, provided the environment, and provided, you know, things that I needed in order to set me up and get me there. And without them, I wouldn't be who I am or whatever. But some people say to themselves, you know, I was going to be this person anyways. How, You know, they were just using me. They were just seeing me as a ride there. I don't know. But, like I said, you know, it depends because in this situation, I would say that they really don't have nothing to gain, you know, besides, of course, becoming more rich. If, of course, that's what their intent was. But sometimes people do it for their own, like, personal, you know, and it's a word. I mean, It's a word. It's a word I was given in 2020 and I can't remember it right now. But it means... You know, oh, own self-gratification. Self-gratification. So, you know, it's not about you. Some people don't do good things for you. And even though it's a good thing for you, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it to make themselves look or feel good. And I can't say that's how I feel, but I would just say that considering them, I would say that, you know, their mindset might be different where they are not even moved by stuff like that, where it's like, you know, indifferent to that type of stuff, even when, you know, somebody like, like me would care, but regardless, you know, I would trust God, I would trust God anyways and say that whatever happens, you know, is, you know, blessing, Whatever happens is a blessing. You know, because not whatever happens is a blessing. That's stupid. But, you know, I trust God. I trust that he's going to make sure I'm going to be okay. As long as I never forget him. And know that he's almighty power. And really it's all him. When it comes down to it's all him. But also now I'm reminded after the fight, like, one day I was like we, just, we just, like, we have nothing to drink. I went and I made lemonade with lemon water, with lemon juice and water and sugar. And I remember Mayweather was like, man, I remember those days when I was that poor and I had to make, you know, a cold drink like that. And it, was, it just felt like everything. And I was like, you know, and I almost forgot that he was, he was poor at one point. It's like, it's hard to forget when you on the outside looking in, but it felt like that. So maybe that was him almost forgetting. They was poor at one point, and I was like, wow, you know. This this feeling, I don't know if I ever get to that point, but I can actually understand what that's like one day to look back on these moments where I'm just, like, so down, so out, so broke, and... I just, you know, just a glass of lemonade and water just felt like everything, you know? I could really one day look back on these days and be remembering that like it was so long ago. And I was just thinking to myself, like, that's crazy, you know, if I make it. But I don't know if I would because I really felt like I was going to die That's why that lemonade water felt like everything. Because I felt like I was gonna die for real. And I still almost feel like that some days. But all that being said, do that sound like somebody who's against you? No. That sound like somebody who is, you know, maybe even inspired by you or on your side, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, also another thing that I've been, you know, kind of picking up on is, like, I've been hearing, like, different things been said. Like, you know, your family, they don't want this to happen for you. Excuse me. They will hope that they can keep you from this. But they can't. They will hope that they can hide you from this, but they can't. Like, and they real mad about it. I don't know, I don't know my mad, but just real determined to never see you make it. And I pretty much might have picked up on that by now. But still, who paid my whole family to, you know, come against me? And I remember at the end of 2020, I heard him say, get up and fulfill the prophecy. And I heard him say, you know, the only way for you to learn how to swim is to get thrown in the water. So it was like, is you ready? And I guess I was like, I'm ready, you know. So a lot of times throughout this process, it had been feeling like, all of this is set in place in order to help me become who you know I dream of being in order to you know push me to that push me to become who I'm who I'm supposed to be but it's just being kept for me it's a surprise you know and I'm thinking like no nah, this the world really ending for real but really like it's all set up so that I can be pushed to become somebody better. And it's funny how before I moved here, my sister was on the phone with me and she was like, My auntie, she, you know, she wants you, she wanna move you out here because she wanna, be, she wanna kinda of like save somebody that's from the hood. And I was like, That's a really interesting use of words. Because somebody who sound like they want to say somebody from the hood, that usually is used by, like, really rich people who don't understand what that sound like or what that really even mean. Like, so far from where you understand and where you come from to say something like that. Like, say somebody from the hood, that's interesting use of words. And the reason why I, really, I it really, you know, stuck out to me is because... All I know is, you know, her auntie, she a to it, and she she got money. But, like, she ain't got, like, money like that, though. You know, I, I won't even say. How can I say, you know? You don't have to have a whole lot of money to save somebody from the hood, but just, like, I don't know. The way it sounded, is like, do she really got money like that? You know? Really big money like that? Or it's like, I'm looking to save somebody from the hood type money? You know? Not that you have to have a lot, because they come from nothing. But it's just, you know, that sound like somebody who got really big money, you know. And I didn't think she really had it like that, though. Then I start paying attention, and it started seeming like, you know, I don't know. You can't call it. You might, you know, be saving a lot of your money, and you act broke. She not broke, but it's like, you don't act like you got money. You don't seem like you got money like that. That's all I'm saying. But you just never know. And then also, at one point, I was just randomly asked by, about her and NBA Youngboy relationship when by my sister and at the most random time. And I, I was saying to myself, like, it's not the, the randomest question, really, because everybody's talking about their relationship. But at the same time, it's like, you know, do I think... My opinion matters personally. Why would my opinion personally matter? Was just the oddest thing for me. But all that. And yesterday. I was scrolling down the timeline. And I saw this post. It said. They been paying people. To monitor you. And I've been through that for years now. They, they was like people was being paid. To monitor me. I remember at the end of 2020. Um. They my neighbors was like, you know, go out. Go, you know, go do everything you wanna do. Go have fun. Like make them earn that money that they spending to monitor you. And I was like, they they was like, You you really making it so cheap for them right now. You making it real cheap. And then not to mention, I remember I was like calling a bank <laughs> about my money. And they was, like, I was fighting the bank with them. And, like, they was fighting for me with the bank and controlling the bank, too. So, like, you know, it's funny, but it's, like, you got to have really big money or you got to be really, you know, high up to be able to control a bank, you know, to be able to make moves like that where you control the bank and the police and stuff like that. So I'm, like, who really is this, you know? They got to have big money. That being said, though, you know before all of this, why did I see you know this vision of me in this car with you know this guy and this figure fit you know and be a young boy, and it's like I'm wearing this ring that at the time I hadn't even seen before, and the phone I was. I was holding, it was a flip phone, like iPhone type thing that came out a year later or something like that. I haven't even seen a phone before. And all of this feel real, you know, and now fast forward and this stuff is, you know, real and the ring and stuff. It's like it looked like it, but I can't say I really can't say it's like I can remember the ring, but I can't remember it that much where I can, you know, perfectly match it. You know, but it was square like that one. And I remember I was in my car at the gas station. I heard with my ring on your finger and it screamed it. And it sounded like money. But the thing about that was, you know, I didn't believe it. <laughs> I did not believe it. And the whole time somebody was like, even after the vision I heard, like, this ain't going how they think this is going. And I felt like. That was somebody who was trying to protect me. It sounded like somebody who was trying to protect me. Like growing up, your know, brothers and sisters, they probably do you the grimiest, but when it comes down to it, when it's like real, something something way so grimy, you know, where it's like, all right, when it comes down to it, that still is my blood. And that's when you step in and try to help. Because somebody else got way other plans, way out there for for whoever it is. And you just couldn't go along with it. You just couldn't do it. Like, no matter how far you went. So, I was like, I don't know. I really don't know. But fast forward to now, you know, I still don't know what to believe. I just know I fought really hard and still have been fighting really, really hard. And I see, like, a lot of people not taking it seriously as I do God, you know, and thinking like I'm just trying so hard. But in my heart, I'm really believing, like, the vision that God showed me years ago and all of it manifesting in this way, regardless of what it looked like to them they not they probably not gonna understand like you do, and also, like I've been hearing different people trying to help or you know seeming like they helping, it just sound like a really high pitched sound that I started hearing in twenty nineteen I believe that first started giving me headaches, but you know I think it might be what it's used to you know, hear my thoughts, and I've been seeing different things like they don't they can't hear everything, they don't know everything a lot of the times they get me to you know say the stuff or they they finding out the information through me, they don't hear everything, they don't know everything like I think they do. I feel like it's nothing that they can't see or nothing that they don't know, and that's not always true. It's just maybe they catch most of it in the other part. You know, I automatically assume they caught it. But this ain't only no technology. I know that for a fact. Because, you know, when I'm having visions of, you know, visions that, you know, is play on my heart, you know. And then different things that I'm seeing, like demons and possessions and, you know, I'm fighting. They know I'm a demon hunter and they say that they're a witch and I'm fighting different things, you know, in a spirit that's, you know, causing people to start convulsing. And I hear the demons coming off of people. That's not Technology. This is real, for real. God is real. Things start moving and shifting when I pray. This is for real. But it don't be feeling like they taking it seriously. So I be wondering, like, is it Is Like, is it something? Like, what is going on? Like, how come it gets to a certain extent and they just laughing at me? You know? And, oh, really quick before I go. I want to talk about a word I got where it's like, somebody had said, like, Money Aya, she really is really real for real. You know, they were saying, like, she really be wanting people to win for real and, like, will really support somebody from the bottom. You know? And that's kind of like, why and the a young boy love her so much, you know, because she understand or at least really really supportive in that way where she different from a lot of rich people or whatever. And I didn't know how to feel about that because I said, I don't know. I don't even have preconceived notions, but I just didn't know how to feel. Okay, so, I know I said a lot, but just based off of how it's seen now and how it look, like, I feel like it's a lot more, like, I need to I, I maybe, I haven't been overlooking it. i really been kind of doing everything I can to, like, keep my mind open, keep my eyes open for what really is going on. Try my best not to settle on when. or like one solution to everything that's been going on in my life but like I just remember in 2020 they kept saying and Way says name a million times that like at this point like I'm I'm kinda over it a little bit more now But it was like whiplash hearing it. Like, why? Why do I hear his name so much? I do not even feel like that about him for real. I know everybody else be going crazy about his music, crazy about his name, all this other stuff. But I don't even feel that way like that. Like, I listen to his music. I like this music. All right, but, like, I'm not a super fan, you know? And the way I was hearing his name, I'm like, this don't make no sense. So why do I keep hearing his name like that? And if I'm being quite honest, It's different times where it's, like, I hear, like, a narrative being pushed, like, you know, I hear, like, it sound like, you know, it sound like, you know, I love you, I love you, I'm in love with you. And, like, when I was in Mexico, I heard, you know, I heard, um... like, it's not like, will you marry me, or something like that, but, like, I looked at this lady, and this lady was just like, just say yes, or something like that, and I was like, nah, you ain't been through it, you ain't been here the whole time, like, I have been here the whole time, you don't see all that I see, you know, nah, you know, I don't buy it, but it's like. This is how I know it ain't really all technology. Because how they can fabricate some of this stuff. Like, that future vision was like this sandstone. That was way before this technology thing even came into play. They would watching me long before that. I know that I figured that out. But, you know, also... vision that I had of us kinda like our whole lives flashing before our eyes. Like I never I don't know I never knew whether to believe that for but that felt very, very real. Very real. Like couldn't be fabricated. A lot of this stuff feel like it can't be fabricated, but who's to say what can be fabricated? Well all this can happen. Like the whole world can be controlled. I go out in public and everybody know who I am and You know, screaming out cuss words, and they can have anybody say anything. They can wipe anybody's memory clean. They can put anything in your memory. They can do whatever they want to do. They can do all that, you know. Ain't no telling what they can fabricate, even though it felt like only God can do something that powerful. You know, what are the chances, you know? And, you know, I I don't feel like he really, you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe, of course, he is kind of real or could be real. And that's one thing they were saying in 2020, like, he real, he real. Everybody always talk about how real he is, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because the whole 2020, I remember it was his whole, whole time period where it was like, it felt like they were trying to get me to fall in love with him and trying to get me to believe that like, he was in love with me and stuff. And then that's when, at the end of the, you know, 2020 came the time where, you know, they tried to get me to choose him over Jesus. I chose God, and they said, you're going to heaven. And I was like, I don't even know if I believe that because I just don't know if I believe that somebody can say that and just call that right now. You know, I'm only 20 some years old. You say I'm going to heaven right now, that mean I'm going to die right now? Because... It's me, I don't know, I, I just couldn't call it. Like my trial with God. Felt so real. And God was black. And he's, he showed up as the same God. He looked the same as he looked like 2017. God showed up and he was mad. Looked the same. But then I started doing my research, and I found out this thing called Voice of God that they use in, like, CIA and stuff like that, where they just start talking to you, you know, and telling you stuff or saying stuff to you, and they, they sound like you think it's God, because in your mind. You kind of assume it's God. And I'm just like, I don't know, because... When I first picked up my Bible and I started praying, read my Bible, I did hear conversations. You know, first time I picked up my Bible, you know, it felt like somebody's like, Read your Bible. I picked up my Bible, I started reading it, somebody's like, You good at this And then I heard like before you move forward, you know, you know, maybe you should think about All that is, all that, you know, the other side, like the devil and, you know, other things you can do, deals, whatever. But you got to like, before you step over that threshold with God. I chose God. I said, there's nothing over there I need. But all I know is. Like, the voice was telling me, like, look at your mom, like, talk to your mom about it and stuff. And I just, you know, I never did. I never did because I was like, I don't know, is it really the devil? Like, what? But that was then, like, that was in, like, 2016, 2017. Now, all this time later, everything that God was showing me that He was going to do, everything He was saying to me, you know, and doing in my life, is all coming true. And it's like, I know that this is God, right? Or do I? Because then I get to this place where I'm on my knees worshiping, and God kind of just breaks through all the voices. I've been hearing and have heard, and it feel, like, real. And that's revealing to me. That's the second time God did that. The first time he did that is at the deliverance of my sister. And he was like, I'll never leave you. And it was like his voice sounded like roaring waters. And that was the first time and the only time I ever heard his voice. So all the other times I was hearing voices and thinking it was God, it wasn't him. It couldn't have been him, and I realized that then. So, you know, whoever else this could be or is, they've been here for a long time doing this. But that's kind of what was revealed to me in 2020, you know, that they had put so many different things on me throughout my life. Like, I was told somebody been trying to steal my body since I was 12 years old. Then I was told, even before that, my mom sold us to the devil. So, I don't know. But I do know that, you know, a lot of this stuff, it just can't, it feel like it can't be fabricated. It can't be fabricated. Even if this is a whole big, you know, prophecy on my life and a whole big thing where it's like, a lot of people is behind a lot of stuff I believe, and it feels like I'm not even going to be able to make it through this. I know that God is in heaven. I know God is real. Like, that's one thing that ain't going. I don't care if all this go. And I find out all this is fake. I'm still going to believe in God. I-, I believe it. I'm still going to believe in God. I don't think I'm never not going to believe in him. And I question certain things only because in his vision, Right before the deliverance, Jesus, you know, it seemed like gave me the ability to search hearts. And I asked, you know, I was, I think I asked a young boy just because I heard his name over a million times that year. And he's like, I don't know her. He didn't know me. And it seemed like a real reaction. Like it was real. Like he really did not know me from a can of paint. Then I was shown like that was my sister the whole time. And that made sense. to add up. It added up, you know. But. How how you don't know me? My sister ain't got the power to control banks. My sister ain't got the power to control the police. My sister ain't got the power to control everybody in the world. Everywhere I go. She don't got that much power. So who is it? And then other people. Like I heard Kanye voice singing to me in my prayer. You know? How I know Kanye but I don't know him. And why they say his name so much. And... Why I feel like our whole life flashed before our eyes got details about his life that I wouldn't otherwise never know, especially not from the internet. Not that I was even searching up this type of information, even though I feel like it's still, I still don't believe it because I feel like he might do this a lot. I don't know. But how the future being told, only God can tell the future. You know, it's... I, it was something that, actually now I remember, it was something that was brought up. Like, when they study you so hard and they, they kind of pick up on your thought process and something that you would think or do, they can start kind of almost predicting your responses and predicting things that will happen. But they can predict three months in advance I'm going to crash a car? How? Even when, especially knowing that, you know. Before then, I didn't even drive. And then they say, "Get up and fulfill the prophecy." You know. How they know about a prophecy on my life? If it's not for God, if not for God, and then what I experienced. That was Satan, and that was God. Yes, it was. I saw the holes in my hands. I saw the demons coming off people and off me, and I was cured, well, I don't say cured, healed, delivered of a seven-year addiction to marijuana. Technology can't do that. I mean, maybe it can, but, you know, I don't know. You know, they telling the future, they telling my future. And then that vision, like I can't get over the vision. The vision showed me all of this that was going to happen at least two years or a year before it all happened. And I had no clue that I ever could have felt that way. But thinking back on it, though, you know. One thing that could be predicted is that if you take, if you set this up for somebody to go through all these different things with their family, you can pretty much predict that this is how they're going to feel afterwards. If they prevail, if they actually make it, right? But you can't predict the person I turned into. And you can't make that match up with, you know, God showing me this vision at least three years before that. Showed me that this is the woman I was gonna be, and it it had it was completely, you know. I was completely caught off guard because my whole life, I've always wanted to be righteous and obedient to God, a hundred percent righteous and obedient to God. I used to read the Bible and say, I want to be able to follow every rule in this Bible. I want to do it for the rest of my life, but. I never felt it was possible. I'm like, look at the world around me. Look at what I grew up through. Like, God can make everything possible, but you know, I don't feel it's possible for me to be that righteous and obedient here in this world because I don't feel like this world would allow me to be that. And then when I'm like 19, God showing me that I'm gonna become that woman, and I'm reminded that that's deep in my heart somewhere that never left. And I'm like, this got to be God because only God would know that that's who I've always dreamed of being. Even though I even, I let that go probably years ago or maybe didn't ever truly believe that it. it could happen. Only God would know that, you know, deep in my heart, that's my heart's desires. The Bible says that God is able to fulfill all your heart's desires. That was a heart, that was one of my heart's desires. I don't think I ever even told nobody because I didn't believe it was possible, and I could never see it happening in this in my circumstances, so God showing me that, like I knew that was God, I know that's God, and how this match up with this vision of my future where I become that person, who can tell the future but God, and it wasn't even all the way in my plans, my plans was to become rich, and become somebody. And, you know, be established and start a family after I'm already established and, you know, take care of my family. That was my plans. But these plans was in my heart deep somewhere, but they weren't necessarily my plans because. Excuse me, as I said. I didn't believe it was possible. I just didn't believe it was possible. So, that being said, like, God showed me that I knew it was God. I'm like, only you, God. Only you would know who I am in my heart of hearts. You know, who I've become and who I am now and was at the time is who I feel forced to be. And I let go. I gave up hope on ever truly being able to be who I really am on the inside, deep inside, where only God can see. Everybody got their assumptions about me. And everybody feel like they know me. And I'm even portraying myself a certain way to certain people. But even past that, the person I think I am, you know, you know is different from who God knows I am. And he showed me who I, who he knows I am. And that's something I knew, but I hadn't, like, forgot. Like, this is why I talk about, like, you know, God not being able to hide nothing from God, no matter how deep you hide, no matter how deep you bury it in your heart. You can't hide nothing from him and how he's able to pull things from your heart. That you even forgot was there or you didn't even know was there. And that's how you know it's God. And I know that this is God. I know. Nobody could do this. Nobody could do this. I don't care how skilled. I don't care how, you know, powerful. I don't care how established. No one can ever do this but God. So out of all these different things that's happening... The only thing that I could say is like, you know, this is all according to God's plan. This is what God intended to happen. You know, I still don't know if I trust these individual. because I feel like I overheard this person saying, you know, I'm going to steal your power forever. God, it's like they're not gonna be able to get it forever. And then I'm not supposed to know this person until I run away, become established, and you know, that's when I meet this person. But how I know him now, like how is it coming into play now? But also in that vision. It's telling my future that ended up happening and it's becoming more true. Except in a vision, I didn't know the person. But they showing up then. That didn't even make sense then. It's like, I don't know you yet. But I'm giving a future vision you in it. And it's like, I know that they can fabricate things, so I don't know what to trust. But yet still, before any of this, God showed me a vision of my heart's desires and who I will be, and you know, what, me and me and our me and my people, me and God's people, woke, woke, and you know, even though that future vision of me in that limo, it was not. I was woke. I was in God's presence all the time, but. I was not who I was when God showed me. And throughout this process, He has shown me I was becoming closer and closer to that person and I, I kind of fell off. And I remember as I was worshiping, one day I got up, I heard it sound like they tried to say, you know, it was God, but tried to say, like, it's okay. I got something else for you. And immediately, I was just completely put off because I said to myself, now, that sound like I never was supposed to get it anyway. That sounds like it was what you was setting that up. That sounds like you was, you know, you was planning that the whole time. You was never planning for me ever to be able to accomplish this or make it as far. You was just planning for me to get far enough so that you can say, Oh, you couldn't do it, but I got something else for you just so I could end up blaming myself and believing that whatever else you gave me was a blessing to have or something. When you set it up the whole time and I couldn't, I'm like, no, nah, I don't believe it. I don't know. I don't know, but I know this is God though. I don't know, I don't know, because I know real demons was coming off people. I know what I saw and what I felt the light shining through my body and the voice coming out of my 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 voice box that was Jesus. But I know I only really heard his voice ever once. And that's when he said, I'll never leave you. And it feel like everybody been trying to tell me this whole time, like, None of it is real. All of it is, you know, set up, run. And I feel like that's kind of what God, like, when I hear, I'll never leave you. And that's the only thing He say out of everything. It feel like God is saying, like, he didn't say it, but it feel like that means, like, you know, things are going to be really rough. Things, all of this, you're going to have to figure out for yourself. I'll always be here. Would you never forget that? Cause looking back, I feel like, at that point after he said that, I realized all those other voices was not him. I should have got up and left then, but I said to myself, after what just happened, you know, only staying got me to this point. So why would I leave now? You know, I gotta maybe things will be better now. But man, looking back, I feel like God was warning me. He only said I'll never leave you, and that's he's he's the truth, so that's what it means. He said what he meant. But now i look back i look at it and i say to myself like maybe i'm gonna go through a whole roller coaster of emotions where i'm gonna have to figure out what happened here and i may feel alone and i may feel like where was you god and i'm gonna question if he ever was real or if he ever really cared or if he ever was here and that means that you, what you said, is something I may need later, and I can only see like at this point if I really, if I believe that you know none of this was really for my benefit, and I'm really just. Never had nobody I could trust and feel like nobody in this world ever do love me, did love me, or or could love me, or have loved me, or is for me, ever. They all for themselves, and I just, I never felt like I could survive in a world like that. Then, later, I'm probably going to do some soul searching, and when I'm alone, with nobody around, I'm probably going to be... That's the lowest I've ever been for real. And that's when God is going to show up for real. And he's going to do something that, you know, is reflective of how he's always been with me. And he's never left me. And he always will be with me. And he's going to show me, you know, that everything happened for a reason. And... to be thankful for my life and everything I've been brought through and I'm thinking that this is this is that time right now but really this isn't but how do I find my entire purpose and destiny you know and it not be real my whole life I've known I was a demon hunter so when that happened that day like I don't know how that can be faked. I don't know how that could be faked or fabricated. So either it's way more complicated or it's not complicated at all. It's simple. Either way it go, this betrayal seemed complicated. But maybe it's just simple. It's just betrayal. They People are who they are. They shown you who they are. You know, move on. But God showed me that they are not themselves and that I have the opportunity to break generational curses off my family and freedom so that they can be themselves. And I, after everything I've gone through, all the visions I've had, even some of them actually being themselves, and it's kind of making me feel like I'm on the right path and that I should keep going. And after all this has happened, only because I kept going, like, who would quit? Who would quit? It's so much proof saying that because I kept fighting and kept going. That's why I'm here. That's why I know what I know. But if I had just gone, if I had just left, I wouldn't know any of this. Or would I? You know, maybe it would have found me no matter where I went or where I was at. You know, that is how God works. But I'm here and it happen, so that's also how God works. Because no matter what I would have planned to do or otherwise felt was a better option this is where i'm at this is what happened what happened is what was meant to happen so i don't know